Hey everyone, welcome to 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It's episode 218 and week two of our current series, Worshiping in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. This week's message was entitled, I Like You Just the Way You Are. Wish I could do a better Fred Rogers, but that's as good as it gets, sorry. In keeping with that theme, we'll focus less on the actual message, but rather how it pertains to another conversation that took place this past weekend online and at Whole Life Church with appropriate social distancing, of course. The conversation was entitled, Let's Talk About Racism. This is a continuation of our podcast earlier this year, episode 209, where we talked with Whole Life member Craig Moore about the racial tensions and the escalation that happened in the immediate aftermath of the George Floyd killing. Today's another installment of that discussion on race, and we have two special guests today, hopefully. We have one on the line now, and her name is Atara J. Smith. I got that right, correct? Hi, you did. Good job. All right. Hi. I was going to go and look it up. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm just going to go with it. Yep. And hopefully we will have Stanton Reed, who is also part of that. He's a Whole Life Church member as well. Someone that always has a good perspective on things. And if nothing else, he always has a smile on his face. So we're hoping to hear (laughs) from Stanton today as well. I believe he's just delayed, but hopefully he will call in and we'll patch him in if that happens. All right. Before we jump all the way in, I wanted to briefly touch on how Andy began his message this week, which was, again, entitled, I like you just the way you are. Of course, this is an often repeated quote of affirmation from Fred Rogers on the show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I remember as a kid listening to that affirmation on so many occasions, too many to count, and once being made fun of by older kids who laughed at my innocence to proclaim with a hot head, because I was very very hot-headed. Well, at least Mr. Rogers likes me just the way I am, and he wouldn't like you for how you're (laughs) acting towards me. And so then, of course, I was ridiculed, uh, probably rightly so. But Andy started with the story of Matthew, the tax collector, following Jesus and the fact that no one other than Jesus, and maybe Matthew after a few moments of thinking it through, maybe not, I don't know. No one thought this was a good idea, least of all Simon. Now, lately, I have to admit, my family and I have been watching The Chosen. We've watched it. The first season is out, and we've watched it, I, I think, three or four times all the way through all episodes. And this story is depicted very well, and it made me smile as I watched the show on my head while listening to Andy's sermon. So I had to go back and actually re-listen because I got caught up in watching the show in my head over listening to Andy. I mean, that's no cut on Andy, but I really do enjoy the show and Andy. But over 2,000 years of us and them... And if we're being honest, the stake of progress hasn't seemed to move very far, which brings us to Atara and hopefully Stanton and our Let's Talk About Racism event this past weekend. Atara, help us understand as as the host of this, and I believe you were one of the organizers, can you give us an overview or a feel of this event and what its goals were going in? Sure. So the idea, if you will, kind of sparked... um, it's been about like a year and change now, I want to say, if if not more. But the it got muddled in whatever else happened. And then soon there, you're right, soon thereafter seeing George Floyd murdered on live, like, or just, it was just in the face, in the face. Um, I just felt like there was a lot of questions I had myself that, like, I didn't understand what was happening in, in, in whatever circled I am with my I didn't know what it meant being black female in America you know what it meant for my church family what it meant for my friends I just had a lot of questions and so as I really kind of like sat in that space I was like okay we've got to start we have to talk like I I I got questions (laughs) yeah and um 
so it the uh, the beginning stages because there's just so much to unpack, right? Right. Um, the beginning stages was to get I want to say comfortable talking about it. Okay. And I say that because it's I'm you know if anyone knows me, a I've either never met a stranger or there's very <laughs> there's very few topics that are. <laughs> There's very few topics that are also off the table for me to just talk about. But I know that this is a bit touchy one, right? Mm-hmm. So I just figured if we can start just getting – it's race is not a curse word. No. <laughs> Racism is it, but, you know, we, we, it, it's, it's the actions that cause racism, I mean, can have no negative effects. But if we can just start there, then maybe we can move to a place where – we can start to notice from pers- each other, each person's going to have their different experiences or, have you, or things that they need to do to kind of aid in, in the social just- injustice that was happening. And so it really does need to start with self. It really didn't need to start with self for me. But again, just getting um, the idea of, of this event for me was at least to start the conversation. Let's start talking about what, because I don't know, what needs to happen? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think Randy, it, it's really, um, from back when we did the podcast with Craig, one of the things that Craig talked about was the need for conversation to seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Right. I think that, you know, that was sort of a impetus on this. And then Atara, uh, as an action, take action person. So let's make this happen. And, so the first of our conversations began, and I, I think that's really, um, it's all about seeking to understand. Mm-hmm. Well, and I found it interesting, Atara, what you just said, and maybe you can uh, shed a little more light on it. But the fact that you just said, as a as a black woman, that you have questions yourself that need to be answered. Oh, yeah. And so I think, yeah. <laughs> I think so often the narrative, though, becomes... Like the message was all about us versus them. You know, it's an us mm-hmm. and them. It's an us and them. And that, that just always seems to be so prevalent. And so I think it yeah. leaves both sides or all sides. It's not just two sides. There's many sides. And right. There's, there's, exactly. And I'm glad you pointed that out. Right. There's many sides to this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's many colors involved with, with this. It's not just mm-hmm. it's not just the two, but maybe it's the most prevalent two. But either way, I just feel like sometimes we get left in a corner where we think we're somehow the outlier and nobody understands. And yet I don't think we look across and say, oh, well, they couldn't, they don't have, I mean, they, they don't have questions. They're probably just set in their ways. This is what they believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're not, and they're not open for discourse. And yet right. when we start having these conversations, it seems to be just the opposite. But I mean, what questions when you were thinking about this, any of them come to mind that just stick out to you as maybe oh, something that was the trigger oh gosh, that started this? <laughs> um, one that sounds simple, but I really didn't understand it. And I was trying to explain it to someone. So if you can just, I, I won't be too long, but following on a quick journey. Okay. <laughs> when I got the news of this, um, you know, from, and I don't even remember where, right? There's so many places that it was happening, but I was just seeing the image. I, I like a picture of an officer kneeling on a black man's neck and other officers around. So that was first like the still photo. And then like audio came out, like the video, I clicked mm. of it. And I've now, I can't, I no longer able like to watch anymore. Like I, I, I was off Instagram for like a month and a half. It's just too much for me personally, just me. But 
the next thing I heard was voices saying, stop, stop. He can't breathe. Stop. Like, hey, you're, it's too much. Like, hey, and there was, there was no change in this officer's, um, deme- like, it, 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 he wasn't even heeding the warning of, like, maybe it was just so okay with him to rest his knee there for eight and change minutes. Like, yeah. you know, and I was like, this, if I were to take a picture of this and say in 20 years from now, show it to, you know, God willing, I have grandchildren or whatever my, you know, anyone mm-hmm. in any country, quite frankly, yes. would find, let's say in America, they would say, what's go? Oh, this, what's going on here? Are these, these cops are bad. Like I thought the cops were like, I, anyone to me, a kid, if I show it to my niece, whatever, this can't be right. Right. And, but it's happening too much. What am I missing? Am I, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I don't know what in any other industry, if anyone was caught online, pictured, got word of, if your knee was resting on anyone's neck, whether they're colleagues, your neighbors, whatever. And as a result of that, they died. Even if they're enemies. Even if you're enemies. Yeah. Exactly. Even, and then they, and then the person died. The repercussions, like it, you'd be a little shame. You would be, oh crap, I got, but there was just none of that. Right. <laughs> and so maybe I'm missing something. So I didn't, I didn't even know what the first question was. Was going to be. I had. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just didn't get, that to me was a dead gift. <laughs> like, well, I can tell you that you weren't alone in the fact that I, I like you saw pictures first and I didn't realize there was a video. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, when I watched the video, um, I was immediately sick to my stomach long before I got to the end. Mm-hmm. And I actually mm-hmm. I actually paused it and was like, this, how much longer does this go? It felt like forever. Right. And I looked down, it was two right. minutes and 36 seconds. And yep. I had read that it was over <laughs> eight minutes. And I'm like, come on. Right. And the more you watch right. it, the sicker you got. And it was just like, oh, I, I, you, again, like you, the questions, like where – I mean, we know this exists and we know that people can look at other people that don't look like them or talk like Mm -hmm. them or Mm -hmm. even, you know, whatever the, whatever the stigma might be. And it's like, but how do you get to a point where this is somehow an answer or this is somehow okay? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, I mean, that we all, I guess I find comfort to the fact that you don't feel alone because initially you're like, well, yes, people are outraged, but did they really like, did they feel sick like me? Did they really take it as personal as I took it? Because I love my Mm -hmm. country. I love, I love people. I love to hang around people. I'm like you, I'm an extrovert. I love to be around. And Mm -hmm. I just want everyone to be like happy and succeed. And, and yet there's people that can have this, this kind of hate. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. though, that it pushed you to a place, honestly, that you wanted to have this conversation and you were willing to, to mm. lead this out. So, but were you apprehensive about doing this? Or is there something that said, Ooh, Atara, hey. you're going to make, you're not going to make any friends doing this. <laughs> so yeah. Full transparency. Like how much can I say on this podcast? I'm just, I, I just want you, no, I want you to be honest if there, I mean, if honestly, yes, because I, I think I, that's I, part of it. And I mean, yeah, it, it is. And like I said, when I first thought about, doing something like this. It was at an, at the time that another um, black person was murdered by the hands of law enforcement. And so this was like 
pre, obviously, you know, pre-COVID, whatever the case is. And the mixture of things also happened. I had questions. I was like, maybe what things can I go to, like, to maybe get these answers? And nothing was kind of, I wasn't grabbing onto anything. And then I said, oh, well, why don't I put on one? And then imposter syndrome kicked in. And, you know, who are you, Atara? You're just, you know, ask the big organizations to do this. And so I was nervous that if I had brought it to the church, that it would have been shut down because of, whatever reasons it there would be to shut it down and so i did it but this one i was like here's the deal they're either gonna say yes to this and i really hope so but if not i guess i just have to ask another place because the reality is this conversation needs to happen so i was prepared for yeah i was prepared for you know rejection you know but I was, I was like i mean beyond when it was like received the way it was because even amongst individuals that I would tell, like, oh, I wish I this and that, whatever. It was very much like, we don't know where to start either. Yeah. You know, so. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so, Jeff, as a, as a counselor and as a, a pastor here at Whole Life Church, can you speak a little bit into how, when this all came about, like what the staff's thoughts were, what your thoughts were in how do we, mm. how, do, how do we do this? How do we get this set up and how do we make it something impactful? Can you speak to that? Yeah, actually, we all, uh, as we talked about this uh, together in staff, there's a, I'll just, you know, we're all being honest here, and I really am grateful for your vulnerability, Atara. But it's, it's a tough thing, because when you see that video, or when you watch that, there is a tendency to want to literally divorce yourself from that. I think Mm. we don't want to be able to say, we're a part of that. You know, that's a, that's something that's not, that's not me. That's not who I am. Uh, we've been going through, I think we mentioned this before. We've been going through a book uh, called white, white fragility, which is an interesting take on, uh, on racism because what it does is it helps us understand the systemic side of all this. So, and when you say us, not to interrupt you, but by us, all of us, I haven't read the book. No, it's it's mainly speaking to a white crowd. Okay. Um, I didn't know if it, there was it, other parts that was the book. That's okay. a good. It's a good question. Um, it's it, her name is D'Angelo. Uh, her last name is D'Angelo. I can't remember her first name. But, it's really um, about it's really about understanding how um, the, we we oftentimes don't want to talk about racism because we think it's a bad thing, and. Right. As opposed to somehow you only can be a racist if you're evil and mean, Uh, as opposed to a a lot of unintentional racism that you're not even aware of until you start educating yourself. Right. Right. So there was a um, so there's there's a side to this that we we wanted to be educated. But the last uh, as we as as a as a white uh, group wanted to be educated and we were thinking, why? Why would you know? We were first of all talking with Craig and saying, uh, you know, what can we do? And and we realized that's the wrong question. And um, and it it really caused us to start thinking about what it really means to be racist. And it is important for us to realize. I mean, I think of myself now with different a different perspective. I I am a racist because we grew up in this system where it's sort of like a fish understanding uh, that 
all of a sudden realizing that that I'm in water and I'm breathing water. Uh, and, you know, you don't really get that. You don't even know mm-hmm. it until somebody like points that. it out. Yeah. And so I'm in the midst of this. And so when you tell me to try to see it through your eyes, all of a sudden I realize, wait a minute, I, I don't know if I want to view these things through your eyes. Nope. And that's really hard. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying, Natara? I, it's really hard because there was this, this speaker who, who spoke up. Uh, and she was, this is actually an older tape. It was a video that I was watching and she, she was asking a group of people in there and, and she asked the question, if you could right now trade places yep. with your black brothers and sisters so that you could understand them better, would you do yeah. that? Is and that no the one... Elliot clip you're talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah we yeah. showed it. We showed it. Like to be, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Pretty much, if you would like to be treated like your oh, black that's right. Like, that was before the. Yeah. 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 That was before so, the thing. And, and, yeah. But you're right. Like she asked it a couple of different ways, and this, and like still, it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. And that was so powerful because I resist trying to see things so I get defensive or I play all sorts of maneuvers to deflect or to keep the conversation from happening. So having this Uh conversation Uh was important, I think, for everyone to understand. But I think it's doubly important for those of us that have been swimming in this water to be aware and start waking up, you know. Yeah, I I really appreciate it. I mean, I didn't make it through the whole hour and 40. I actually did – go through and register and then we had unexpected company on Saturday and so all of a sudden it was I don't know 7:30 at night when we got back home and uh, I'm like oh man I missed this whole thing but I watched a, a, each person I went through different parts of what they uh, I probably spent 45 minutes today going through those parts of everyone's talk and everything was so personally specific that I thought that was maybe the most powerful part of what happened on Saturday because when you put a face to that and then like Jeff, like you're talking about, would you want to trade places with that story and would you want to trade yeah. places with those experiences? And I think that the other part, it makes you you think about it because sometimes your natural reaction is, well, you know, or you hear a lot. Well, I didn't have it easy growing up or I would, you know, I grew up poor uh-huh. or I grew I grew up this yep. and I grew up that. <laughs> and while that is all true. Oh, hold on. Hold on just a second. We have Stanton calling in. Hold on. Stanton Reed, is that <laughs> I you? I think that's a deflection. Stan- oh, hey, Stanton, how are you? Come on now. I'm doing well. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. We are in conversation, but we're going to go ahead and add you here. All right. Okay, Randy. And so I'm going to ask uh, – I'm finishing up a thought here, and then I am going to come back to you and, and uh, grab a couple questions I had for you, okay? Okay, sir. Okay, so hang tight. So speaking about those – like Jeff, you said these are deflections, and it's almost like we have to prove to the other side how bad we had it or how difficult or how much we've been able to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, and it struck me – that this has so many parallels to Christianity where we're not giving control to the right places. We're not letting God change our view of things. 
And it, it works the same way in life. When we, we try to do it ourselves, we have to come up with all this instead of just looking at it how God looks at it in saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang out with Matthew and I'm going to make you guys hang out with Matthew because it's the right thing to do. And guess what? You'll find out that Matthew's a, a pretty good guy after all of this. And after I've had a chance to to change him and melt him, we can all find some, instead of the us and them, we can find the we in all this. And I really appreciated that about what was said from the front and even some of the questions that came, you know, out of the, the people that were there in person. I thought that was really, really powerful because when you put a face to a name, it just all of a sudden takes on a whole new, like I hear Atara talking about it when we talk yep. to Craig about it. And hopefully here we talk to Stanton about it. These are people that I know that I really enjoy being around, people that I, I like a lot and trust. And you hear those stories and then all of a sudden it becomes much more personal than listening to a story that's told on the news or you know anything else. It just takes on that extra personality. So Stanton, I was uh, – as one of these members of the panel this past weekend – I was wondering if there was any personal goals that you had going into this conversation and any apprehension about taking part as a whole. Uh, Randy, I, I didn't have any apprehension. And a goal that I had was just wanting to be as transparent and welcoming as possible. Mm. I find as these conversations occur, it's important that I lean in and make myself available to others that they may feel comfortable talking. That's probably my goal is always to have the people that I am in conversation with feel, feel comfortable that they're able to say things that might sound to them dumb or inappropriate, that they would trust me enough that I would uh, hold them in a way that they would be free to speak. So that's that's usually my goal. That's exactly what I would say about you is that I've always appreciated whether it's teaching in class or just talking uh, anytime that I've ever had a chance to sit down and talk with you that your transparent approach is always like at the forefront. And I mentioned earlier well, before you joined the call that – there's always a smile on Stanton's face. So immediately the guard is down when we approach you. And I think it's valid to worry about what other people think or what other people might perceive as dumb or themselves asking a stupid question. And I think that's so important. I, I find as a special needs dad, people will come up and they'll give us the inquisitive look like, is it okay to ask a question about, about Emily and about Down syndrome and the, Initially, mm -hmm. initially, your idea is to put up your back because people will ask some very ignorant questions and very hurtful questions sometimes. But I learned from somebody a, long, a while ago and they said, listen, you have to look at it as though someone is actually taking the time to learn something. And if you can either – you can either help them on the way to learn or you can put up a roadblock. If you are going to come at them hard for saying something wrong, you know, like in, in my community, the word retarded is a bad word. That's a, that's, they call it the R word. It's no good. We don't like it. We don't want to refer to anyone that way that has special needs or may have a developmental delay. And of course, there are other words that, like that that are just as nasty or worse in other communities. So, But if someone says something like that, 
It makes my blood boil. My face probably turns red. But I try to extend grace and just make them feel comfortable and say, well, that's not a word we like to use. We, In fact, we would wish that nobody would ever use that word again. But to answer your question and then try to extend some grace, how does that work when you're someone who's lived with racism and you've seen this your whole life? How does that how do you get to a point where that is? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not easier. Maybe that's not right the, the right word. Or how do you get yourself in a place that this is what you can help somebody with? Well, I don't get it correct or right all the time. And I definitely don't want to portray myself as I don't get angry or upset. <laughs> but as right. time goes by, I choose to believe that that person isn't trying to hurt me. And it's not personal. Mm. They are conveying an idea and if i can stay in that pace or or i should say and i lean in and say someone says hey um you know the slaves came over in the context of a cruise ship they don't say cruise ship but they really make the process seem like it was a volunteer act to get on a boat and i might say to them Tell me a little bit more, Mm -hmm. because from where I sit, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I understand what you're trying to share. So tell me a little bit more. Take me where you are right now, because I'm I'm not quite there. What you are saying sounds to me as though you're saying that Africans were invited to be on a boat and it wasn't that bad. (laughs) And I just need to, you know, have more clarity. I like that. So I lean in. I try to seek for more understanding. Mm. And Atara, that's kind of what you talked about earlier was, you know, maybe not having all the questions. And I like I like putting the question back in a in a kind way, like just help me understand where you're coming from so that, you know, we're both mm-hmm. on the same page and we can come to some kind of an, mm-hmm. of an agreement. Have you found that to be something yeah. useful for yourself, Atara? Yeah. I, I mean, I want to hear as many perspectives as possible. Because I believe that the more will give a better story or a better picture um, than the full, you know, story, what have you. And so, yeah, there are times when I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious of who I ask what question. Let's just say that. <laughs> Is there someone that you would, uh, based on what? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bait you here into a, no, 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 into a crazy answer, but how would you make that distinction? Because no. I, I think a lot of us are in that same boat, like I, I know that there are people that I perceive a certain way and right for, yes. for right or okay. wrong. And I'm not trying to so put on I guess them. I should, yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's, I'd rather, I now ask certain people certain questions. And what I mean by that is I, well, because of course, you know, when this first happened, I gravitated to obviously those that I feel like, not that I feel, but I knew understood like my family what have you sure. um next level i guess you could say was like my friends you know we my the ones that i know that i know and then outside of that would be or you know next would be any employees um colleagues or acquaintances okay you know so there was times where i was engaging in this conversation i guess you could say it was event session or a frustration da, 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 and I, oh my goodness with someone who you know i'll say it a white person who i thought got it for mm-hmm. lack of a better, like would understand. And it didn't, it didn't, it, you know, they weren't 
they were having their own thing that was happening too. And I was like, okay, I need to respect that this is just where they are in this learning journey, if that makes sense. But and that is there a cutoff there though? I mean, you know, if someone's really far off and you're like, whoa, I mean, they're not even close. This is so far off. Is there ever a right. time is there ever a time when a conversation maybe needs to wait until later or it needs a different a setting? Percent. How do we know that? Because oh, yeah. as someone, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how we. Know. I just know that in terms of the, all I'm referencing to is um, if it's the same scenario. If someone asks me a question, I take it as far and I say, you know what, I don't know how else to maybe answer this question for mm. you, or I, I, I see that you know that you're maybe not quite understanding what like because I've had these conversations, right? Like I'm not like saying like when this happened. Like I've actually sure. had these conversations Absolutely. with different levels. And so my, my only response is because quite frankly, I don't want to get combative. Like that's not going to help at all. No. <laughs> and, you know, getting into that. And, and I don't want to be the opposite just for opposition's sake. And if we aren't, if, if it's any topic, if you're asking questions, or if you're not on the same or similar, I don't know how to say learning platforms. I don't know. What was happening was that I was getting like, oh, well, you might, you might be wrong if, or like you must, that's not true. And that's, I had a different experience. And so it's just, I engage for as much as I can engage, Jim, sure. but I don't know the answers to everything. If my questions generally are like, yeah, let's both learn. <laughs> I like it. Andy, Jeff, anything that we can think about that might give us some guidance for when we're, we're in that kind of impasse. I mean, where we're both trying to figure something out, or maybe there's it's just not getting anywhere quickly, and it, it maybe the only place if we continue to talk, it goes south that we maybe can lean on. Well, I think I think stands that all yeah. go well is to keep <laughs> keep asking questions, uh, have a humble a humble stance that doesn't assume that my understanding is all all there is or is even accurate. An openness to um, to seeing a, a, a bigger picture, a different picture than the one that I may have already had in my head, and I think I think humility and all of this goes a long, long way toward um, toward moving toward understanding versus just uh, prideful. You know, I know it all. Yeah. Did I understand your question correctly? Did I answer that correctly? I think so. I think so. I just okay. Be, All right. Be, because I feel okay. like it's very uncomfortable, and I know that you know Craig and I talked after the podcast, and even on the podcast. Okay. Craig was like, you know, I was very apprehensive about saying yes to being on the podcast to talk about this. I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be like a mouthpiece for the black community. Like I'm speaking for yeah. everyone because yeah. he's like, yeah. then it then it becomes like my story. And like, this is the way it is. And there's so many differences between even the stories that I've heard. Stories. Yeah, they're they're stories. And and to, I guess, how do we validate or let people know? It's part of of anti-racism when we treat people as individuals instead of as collectives. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's okay. that's a step in the right direction. I just wanted to make sure that I was answering the question correctly. No, I, well, Sorry. no, I don't know if there's a way. To, right. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to answer it correctly necessarily. I mean, I I just wanted to know okay. because I just know that or for if me, my answer made sense rather. <laughs> oh no, for sure, because I think 
when you and I had a chance to talk a couple of weeks ago, just briefly before we had to go and go our separate ways and do different things, but you're someone that I know I can approach and I can ask an awkward question. And I feel like that's the same with Stanton and I, that I can ask an awkward question that I might have. And maybe I think it's for me, it's become easier since having Emily in my life because people ask me awkward questions a lot. And so I'm like, well, you know, people ask me awkward questions. Why not me be the one to just say, well, I don't know how to word this properly. Right. And if I'm saying it wrong, please correct me and know that there's no ill intent towards my <laughs> towards my question. I just literally want to know. And I feel like yep. if we come at it from that perspective, it just seems to work out a little bit better. So. That's what I meant, but you said it better. Oh, no, I think I, – <laughs> that's all right. Stanton, what was, what was the thing that you took away maybe from this panel? Was there anything that surprised you? I mean there was almost – what was it, an hour and 40 minutes total of that you guys were there and discussing. You know, Was there anything that surprised you either positively or negatively that happened during that hour and a half that just kind of left in uh, – left a mark on you from that discussion? Uh, yes. I, the word surprise, I was pleased and educated from the conversation with Rachel and mm -hmm. the conversation with uh, Drew or Andrew. I, I appreciated their voices and I am finding to me that White voices with those perspectives can seem to resonate more with other yep. white people. And mm -hmm. I was just so um, pleased is the wrong word because that would imply <laughs> expectation. But it was just a nice flow to have them share Yes. What they shared, how they shared it. I mean, she yes. she opened it up with the intimacy and time. I mean, that was just a great framework mm -hmm. to appreciate in any of this. What helps us talk about most topics is relationship. And as yep. you lean into people over time, your conversation allows for you to have tougher conversations because you trust the person you're talking to, even if you disagree, right. even if you may say things that may kind of be an ouch, you can look at them and, 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 and say, wow, that's how you really feel? And you can still work through it. So that was very affirming to me to hear their voices in the context that they were sharing. I really... Really, really got a lot out of that. Awesome. Atara, how about you? I mean, dang it. I hate to sound like me too, copycat. <laughs> That's like, okay. <laughs> I guess I can copy a cat as long as it's the right cat. Uh, Stanton, what you said is really what helped me relax a little bit more. Hearing or having that white individual somewhat, uh, you know, appeal, if you will. <laughs> or say some of the things that I believe I, I'll speak for myself, not, you know, the whole community that I've been trying to say, but haven't been able to, for some reason, emotional time, whatever the case is, been able to communicate as effectively as 
they both did that evening. And so I was, I was happy for that. And I was thankful that we were able to be in a place to move on. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be a triple copycat because I'll, I'll be honest that <laughs> the people or the part and people that were most effective to me was actually Andrew or Drew because I mm-hmm. felt like the stories that he shared from his youth when he just mm-hmm. admitted like I was just a dumb white teenager yep. in a car in a car <laughs> with other black guys getting pulled over going like what's are you okay? Well yeah. Where are you going? Oh, gonna go get some food. But you, but you're okay. Uh yeah. I yeah. think I think we already covered that one. Like like what's happening here? And all the different stories were, you know, places that he lived and the perspective that I gave him. I really enjoyed that because for me, growing up in the Midwest in Wisconsin, I literally didn't know any people, not just black. I didn't know any people of color until I got to high school, really, because in northeastern Wisconsin, I mean, they're just it's it's a complete uh, Polish German community that growing up it. I didn't know anybody. There just wasn't anyone. And it didn't help that we lived out in the middle of a cornfield. But, you know, I mean, even in metropolitan Green Bay, you know, town of back then, I think about 80,000, there wasn't a population of colors. So I don't have that same like, you know, I feel like the rest of us that grew up that way play catch up. You know, I had roommates or in the dorm at Academy that were from Milwaukee and I got to be friends with them very quickly. And there's a bunch. We're still friends on Facebook. We talk. We send messages. And I totally enjoy their perspective and learning from them. But it wasn't something that I grew up with. So it's sometimes it feels like to me that it's hard to speak into something that you don't have a great track record with. And at times it wasn't because you didn't want to. It just it wasn't part of like where you lived or who lived by you or so there's, I feel like I have a lot to learn and then to have a panel discussion like this, I just really appreciated his perspective and then how the other people on the panel inter, like reacted with him. I think that was really, really solid. And if you haven't seen it, I would definitely take the time. It's The link to it is in the show notes in today's episode. So if you swipe up, you'll be able to go back and watch it. If you can't have time to do it all at once, it's an hour and 40 just pick each person and go through each one and let it kind of settle a little bit because I'm going to go back and, and listen to the whole thing again because the parts that I caught today in prep were really, really – they were helpful. You, you know, Randy, I also tend to think at this point that this work is kingdom work. Um, Absolutely. Yes. There's racism and that's – that will be with us until Jesus returns. But also look at this is that there's a higher level of kingdom work. We, we talk about it, but really thinking about the reality of God's love and what does that really mean? Because I, I take that that's an active word. That's not something that you just say in a passing way. You, you're saying, I want to love like God loves. And if I look at how he loves me, in spite of the things I do, mm. that's the type of love that I'm saying I want to give to everybody yes. in tough situations. And that is, uh, that's hard, but that's the kind of love that God gives us. I mean, he provides grace and mer- mercy in an un- when it's unmerited. Absolutely. 
And I'm saying I want to do that. So when someone does something to me or treats me a certain way because of the color of my skin, if possible, I'm saying, God, show me how to appropriately interact with them in a way that you might be able to connect with them down the road through some other instances if that's if that's what you would want and uh, i haven't always been like that because i grew up on the south side of chicago so that's a whole different uh that's a whole different experience <laughs> so what are you saying you grew and, up differently than i did stanton is that what you're saying yeah uh, some different <laughs> exactly what he's saying cornfields were a lot shorter i get you <laughs> i lived in chicago for quite a few summers and uh you know i've been to wrigley before they put the lights in so i get what you're saying yeah so but i really i really will tell people who are in a faith community that i truly believe that this is uh it's kingdom work it's, it's elevated i not to say that you know, we don't have those problems, but that's not where I stop. Right. I'm saying the reason why this is important is because God says it's important. Mm. And if it's important to God, it's important to me, but it's hard. So it's not something I could do without him because without him, as I said before, I would be very self-centered and selfishness is at the root of most of our problems because Mm. I want power I want wealth and I want privilege. Yeah. Yep. And all of that is for me personally. When I look and say, okay, God, then I got to say, well, you know what? You have the power. It is in your love and wealth. And uh, you are the one that ultimately has all of the privilege. So that's that's messed me up for uh, a while. And I remember my dad always says when I was younger, and, and say or do things. He said, just live longer. His response is always, just, just live longer. Just live longer. I like that. I like that. Just live longer. And I can appreciate what he's saying now. Right. The experiences start to accumulate and you go, hmm, I don't really have to lose my cool like I used to because that's, there's something bigger. Mm. I love it. Atara, anything that you kind of like Stanton just gave us his last overall feeling on this. What's one thing you would hope that someone would take away from your perspective about not only what happened this weekend in this conversation and one that I know we're going to continue to have here at Whole Life Church, but on racism mm-hmm. in general. September 12th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is another, okay. We already have one scheduled. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know these things. I don't, I don't know these things. September 12th. It's the hope and Pastor Andy threw that date out. I don't know if I spoke too soon, Pastor Andy. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's the right date. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I like it. So tell, give me one thing that maybe that bridges the gap for someone that's listening now and they're going to go back and they're going to watch what happened last week and they're going to put this on the calendar for September 12th because they're like, this was great. I don't want to miss the next one. Maybe I want to be there in person, socially distanced with my mask so I can ask questions. What would you what would you mm-hmm. say to someone about this? As a just general to to all, because each person is going to come with a different, you know, mm-hmm. perspective of their own. But come ready to widen your eyes, to open. Um, I don't want to sound like it's you know if you're coming, you must be closed minded. No, but 
come with open arms. I like that. Come, be okay asking that question that you were told not to ask for probably right reason. You know, you were taught, do not ask this question. This is be okay asking that question or being in a place where you might hear things that are not what you're used to hearing. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, get ready to take action. Like do, now that you have this information, now do something with this information to, to progress the cause. Does that make sense? I love it. Pastor Andy, anything from you? Uh, that sounds like a great plan. We just got to keep talking, <laughs> understanding. Uh, that's the, that's yeah. where it comes from. And Stanton is dead on. It's, it's definitely kingdom work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Amen. as we wrap this up, one of our takeaways this week asked, how possible do you think it is for us to have no human as an enemy, but rather make enemies of hate, meanness, greed, mm. etc.? And as I was thinking about this, this might be the hardest hitting takeaway that I can remember us ever having because – Really, how possible is it? I wish this wasn't a question we needed to ask ourselves in 2020, but yet, you know, here we are. How do we answer this? And while the Bible reassures us that with God all things are possible, but human history on this earth would suggest otherwise. I'm not trying to be a downer here, but just realist saying we're still here doing this and we're still talking about this. We're still trying to solve this. And I'm hopeful that we don't let the overwhelming nature of the problem seemingly so large and so hideous that would just allow us to stall into passiveness. But rather, we keep these conversations going to be the change we want to see. And as Christians, like you referenced, Stanton, that this is kingdom work. And as Christians... Is there a more important show of love for our neighbors, the world, than to live our lives with love and equality for all? I mean, I think so many Christians will just leave this issue at the feet of government to solve. But, I mean, government has been so complicit in the perpetuation of this and racism, class warfare, that they need someone else to solve this issue. And I propose that they need us, the body of Christ, Randy, Atara, Stanton, Andy, Jeff, and the millions like us in the world. The question that remains is whether or not we're going to answer the call. And so, you know, if you are listening today and you're you're something that was said or something that wasn't said, and if you have an idea of, you know, where we can and how we can continue conversations for maximum kingdom impact, would love to hear your thoughts. How can we turn the tables on this and really become personally and as a community at Whole Life Church impacting our community How can we do those? How can we make an impact? Send a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send it in an email to me, podcast at wholelife.church, and we will share those. We can read your comments if you want to leave a voicemail. You can also do that anonymously if you don't quite have the courage Atara was speaking about earlier, because some of us don't, and sometimes we do, but then don't. You cannot have to worry because – don't worry (laughs) because I don't have – That phone number does not have any contacts associated with it. So if you don't tell me who you are, I won't know. And I would be happy to read your question and we could do another follow-up in the Q&A that way as well. All right. Our final thoughts this week come from the close of Andy's message with these words of hope. He said, if we can choose to let God's love come into our lives, if there can be an abandonment of us and them, if we can determine that no human is our enemy, maybe some behaviors, maybe some sin, sure, but no human. When we can let ourselves hear God saying, I like you, then the God who is love, 
who has loved us infinitely, can graciously enable us to look at every other of God's children and genuinely say, I like you. And if we could do that, how cool would that be? And if we were leading the way, which I think we are with these conversations and these continued conversations, it gives me hope that even if we start small just amongst ourselves and here at Whole Life Church, that we really can love people into a lifelong friendship with God in our community. And that, that makes me smile. It gives me hope. All right, Andy, what are we up against? We'll be worshiping about in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood this week. <laughs> Looking for the helpers. Oh, well, I think we found yeah. a couple of them here on the show today. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, you're not going to want to miss that. And that's going to do it for this week. But I, before we go, I want to say a big thank you one more time to Atara and Stanton for being willing to engage in this topic so openly and in a way that it just makes it easy for others to engage. And we all know it's difficult. We all know we don't like to talk about it. And so I just appreciate mm. both of you for just being open and sharing your thoughts and being vulnerable and, you know, praying that over this, that God can use this to have someone else listen and hear in a way that they haven't before and to start making changes in each of us that we all need because we're all broken and we're all part of the problem. But if we could all just kind of move past that and be part of the solution, how great would that be? So thank you both for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That's going to do it, guys. As always, join us next Tuesday evening for Speaking of Grace and, of course, on Wednesday morning as usual for Episode 219. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, September 12th will be our next Let's Talk About Racism. So put it on your calendar now. And I'll also have a note for that in today's show notes. All the links are there. Swipe up and you'll find them. So thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week.